Hello, travelers. Welcome to the Summer of Fun. Sabrina and I are on break for the summer, but we still want to give you something to listen to. So we will be doing little solo episodes on any topic related to true crime or the paranormal. Today, we're heading back to New York City to cover the case of NYZ's Zodiac Killer. Let's dive into it. Our story begins in the Big Apple, New York City, 1990. NYPD Detective Michael Ciravolo, the commanding officer of the Senior Citizen Robbery Unit in Queens, responds to a call at 2 a.m., May 31st, 1990. A little old man who walked with a walker, Joseph Procy, was shot in his back while walking into his house. The crime scene has an important bit of evidence, a note. On the note is the Zodiac symbol from the 1960s Zodiac Killer, the circle with a cross through it. The rest of the note said, quote, This is Zodiac. The twelve signs will die when the belts of heaven are seen, unquote. Also on the note was an astrological pie chart with three pieces of the pie filled in, in Taurus, Scorpio, and Gemini. Joseph Percy's zodiac sign was the Taurus. Detective Zirovolo thought, quote, who the fuck are we dealing with, unquote. So Zirovolo began to comb through the evidence. The detective sent off the note to San Francisco to compare if this is the 1960s zodiac killer. They looked at the bullet, which had no grooves, meaning it was shot from a zip gun. A zip gun is a homemade and illegal firearm. The note was dusted for prints, and Joseph Procy, alive and in the hospital, was questioned for a description. But with little evidence, the case quickly began to run out of leads. Until 18 days later, with another note surfaced at the New York Post. The second note had been mailed to a New York Post reporter, who luckily gave it to the police. The handwriting was spot on for the first note, and the second note listed all of the shootings that the Zodiac had done. It also mentioned the fact that the bullets had no grooves, which is a fact that only the Zodiac would know. It listed the dates of the shootings with the listing, quote, May 31st, white, old man with cane shoot in front of house, unquote. This was Joe Procy. There were also two other shootings that the detectives were unaware of, the Scorpio and the Gemini. Mario Orzo, who was an old man who walked with a limp, was shot in the back on March 8, 1990. He survived. German Montenegro was walking home drunk on March 29, 1990 when he was shot. He also survived. Siravolo then made a shocking revelation, quote, We then realized his drawing on the pie slices were the three correct zodiac signs of the first three victims. He was three for three. Now, I'm thinking, there's 12 signs. He's got a game plan, and his intent is to carry it out. How do we get this guy before there are more? Unquote. The note was dusted for prints like the first note, but there were none between either of the notes, meaning this killer wore gloves while he wrote these notes. The detectives from San Francisco got back to Zerovolo, and they confirmed that it was not the 1960s Zodiac Killer, as the handwriting and code were completely different. So, this was merely a copycat, but they knew that he was going to strike again. The detectives zeroed in on the notes. Another detective, Larry Milanese, from the Intelligence Division and on the so-called Voodoo Squad, was brought on the case to look at the astrological elements of the case. The notes mentioned the constellations Orion, the Seven Sisters, the Belts in the Heaven, which is Taurus, etc. So Melanesi met up with an astronomer at the Parks Department, and they found that all three constellations were in the sky on March 8th, March 29th, and May 31st, the night of all three shootings. 
our shooter was following a 21-day cycle and only shooting on the 21st day if all three constellations were in the sky. Milanese asked the astronomer to outline the next 21 days, and the detectives had a date for the next shooting. June 21st, 1990, between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Milanese said, quote, It was never been done before, where you were able to actually predict when a shooting was going to take place within a couple hours, unquote. Milanese took it a step further, noticing that some of the symbols on the notes were satanic and that the killer mentioned Faust a few times. So he spoke to a warlock, and the warlock told him that the symbols were used by followers of Alistair Crowley, who was an English occultist. The warlock warned Milanese to be careful, as the followers were into dark magic. He then told Milanese to look into the book, The Book of the Law. Milanese found the book at the research library. As he put the book on the table, quote, The book opened automatically, and there was a note inside of it. I put my hand on my gun as I felt someone was watching me, unquote. Milanese was very paranoid while researching this book, which potentially gave a motive as to why the Zodiac was killing. First, the book said not to harm anyone above the head. All of the shootings were in the middle part of the body. Secondly, it described that if someone killed in this life, that whoever they killed would be their servants in the afterlife. So perhaps this was the motive for this Zodiac killer. Now with a motive, and now knowing more about the killer's personality, the NYPD sprang into action. The Brooklyn and Queens NYPD put together a task force. On this task force was a force of a man, Louis Cerevisi, who was described as a Hell's Angels type of guy, covered in tattoos, including a full back tattoos of famous murderers under the title The Evil of Men. Cerevisi described the night as hunting. He and the other detectives were trying to hunt down the shooter, stopping and questioning anyone who was out at those hours. But 1 a.m. came and went... 2 a.m. came and went. 3 a.m. came and went. And 4 a.m. came and went. Defeated and angry, the detectives went home for the night. There were no shootings in Brooklyn or Queens that night. But there was a shooting in Central Park. Larry Parham was a homeless man sleeping on a bench when he was shot in the chest. He survived, but was unable to give a description as he was sleeping. Another note was found as the scene with the cancer slice of the pie filled in. Larry Parham was a cancer. After the shooting, the NYPD made a permanent task force, the Zodiac Task Force, in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, complete with 50 detectives who were constantly following any leads. They kept monitoring every 21-day cycle. But there was never another shooting. Cycle after cycle, the city began to calm down. Milanese and Cerevolo retired a year later, and the task force was disbanded. The Zodiac Killer, like his 1960s counterpart, disappeared into the night. Until 1994, when another letter was sent to the newspapers. Police took this note and looked at the murders that the note listed. Patricia Fonte... A Leo was shot twice and stabbed more than 100 times on August 10, 1992. She did not survive. Jim Weber, another Gemini, survived his shooting on June 4, 1993. John Conte, another Leo, died on July 20, 1993. Diane Ballard, a Libra, survived her injuries on October 2, 1993. The killer also lists a fifth victim for June 11, 1994, but the police never found the individual. 
Looking at the handwriting, evidence, and victims, detectives knew that this was the same killer. A new detective, Joseph Herbert, took on these new cases. It was hard going for Herbert as the MO changed over the years. The killer left out the pie signs with the zodiac symbols and didn't care about the zodiac signs of his victims anymore. The area of the murders changed as well as it was less in Brooklyn and Queens and more around the Highland Park and Central Park areas. The killer still used cryptic symbols, this time in the form of maritime flags. In this note, the Navy were able to break the code and the killer wrote, quote, This is the Zodiac speaking. I am in control. There will be more. Yours truly. Unquote. Another task force was formed, led by Joseph Herbert, with Louis Saravisi from the first task force starting the second one again. And the detectives caught a break. A partial print was lifted from the Larry Parham note. Herbert mapped out the killer's two comfort zones and pulled the addresses of convicted people between 1990 and 1994 that lived in those zones. The detectives had 4,500 sets of fingerprints to comb through, and none of the prints matched. For the second time, the task force was disbanded and the search for the killer was over. Until June 18, 1996. After the task force, Joseph Herbert went on to train to be a hostage negotiator, and he had his first job. He had to convince a man named Eddie, who shot his sister and taken her boyfriend hostage, to let the boyfriend grow. After an hour, an hour and a half, Eddie surrendered to the police. Herbert was very proud of himself. His first job as a hostage negotiator was successful. As the detectives combed over the crime scene, Herbert found a note written by Eddie and, quote, my blood pressure went down 40, 50 points, unquote. It was the same handwriting as the Zodiac Killer. Herberto Eddie Seda was a 26-year-old high school dropout from Brooklyn. He was a recluse obsessed with astrology and death. Herbert and Saravisi questioned Herberto, with Saravisi saying, quote, My name is Louis Saravisi, and I've been hunting you for six years, unquote. Eddie originally denied that he was Zodiac, but after seeing the photos of Patricia Fonte's murder, he caved and confessed to the detectives. With all the evidence in their confession, Eddie was sentenced to life for killing three people and attempting to kill five more. He is serving a 232-year imprisonment sentence in Attica, and he will not be eligible for parole until he turns 264. Even when questioning Eddie, the detectives never learned how he knew his victim's Zodiac signs. That will remain a mystery. And that is my case. And what a doozy. Like, just the fact that fate was like, yeah, bring in this hostage negotiator, not anyone else. And he will identify that this is the same killer because he was on the task force two years later. Like, it's, wow, it's, oh my gosh, it's an absolute doozy of a case. Um, and I really have to thank the Netflix show, Catching Killers. This is in season three, episode two. It's a really great show where the actual detectives on these cases take you through the case. And this was such an awesome episode. I definitely recommend the show. And thank you so much, as this was where most of my research came from and quotes came from. <laughs> thank you guys for joining me on this episode back to New York City. Sabrina and I are on break, but I'm sure we'll have a solo episode out for you soon. Be sure to like and share this episode wherever you find your podcast. It's a great way to help us out. Thanks for listening and stay terrified. Bye.